0: My resentment towards my wife's boundaries is hindering my motivation. Welcome to the Therapy Brothers Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Tyler. We're brothers. We're therapists. And we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with real recovery.
1: Hey, Tyler, you ready to have some hard conversations? Let's do it. Let the Therapy Brothers podcast begin. Hey, what's up, Tyler? What's going on, Brandon? How are you doing? I'm doing really well. You, you seem a, a little discombobulated this morning. What's going on? I seem discombobulated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, was a, I was a little bit late getting into work today. I, you know, what ended up happening is uh, yesterday, my wife took my second oldest down to get her resituated back at college. So she left. I kind of was left to my own devices all evening. I went on this big long hike and then I didn't have any check base or like accountability to get out of bed this morning. So then I was late getting to the podcast and so that's probably what uh, you're sensing. Yeah. And, and you you probably swung by Hot Lamp on the way and got some <laughs> potato, some potato wedges. So. You, know, you know, what's so, <laughs> you know what's so funny about that is actually on my way home from my hike, I went with a a, a friend of mine and on my way home from my hike, I'm thinking, well, my wife's out of town. I don't know. It's like, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. I'm like, I haven't had dinner because I just got done hiking for, you know, t- seven to 10 miles, whatever it was. And, uh, so I stopped by wing stop and, and loaded up. So, <laughs> oh, so nice. I had wing stop for dinner and for breakfast today. So <laughs> that, that's what happens. The wheels come off the cart a little bit. That's a
1: great breakfast. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, I got a review that I want to share before we dive in here, okay? Right. Um, and uh, the the name of the re- or the, the title of the re- review is dudes helping dudes and it's by uh, Black Licorice, which I love Black Licorice.
0: <laughs> We're um, like the only two dudes who like Black Licorice.
1: I know. It says truth, clarity, courage, intention, commitment. This podcast continually strengthens me to live life on life's terms. Lots of insights into accepting reality, noticing my immature inner child, and choosing to go towards my mature adult.
0: That's awesome! Thank you. Thanks for the review. We love hearing from you guys. We love hearing that it's making a difference for some of you. And we are also open to feedback. So, so thank you for your your participation with us.
1: There was some uh, good and plenty um, uh, of good words in
0: there. <laughs> oh man, that was <laughs> that's terrible! Like. That's like there's, Grandpa Harris humor There's right my there. dad
1: joke for the day. Yeah, there you so go. On that yeah. note, let's dive in with our
0: guest. <laughs> All right. Hey, James, welcome to the show, man. We're glad you're on. Would you just uh, introduce kind of your situation, share whatever background you want, and ask a question?
2: Sure. Um, uh, I'm James. Uh, th- thank you for uh, having me on here today. Um, so a little bit about uh, my background is... Uh, you know, for about 20, I want to say 20 years of my life. Um, I was addicted to drugs and alcohol and, um, I, uh, got sober from that. Um, it'll be four years in December.
0: Congratulations and- Good for you, man.
2: Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, but of course, you know, with that, um, you know, my sex addiction came hand in hand, uh, you know, when you're dealing with drugs. And so, um, for the longest time, you know, I thought I was, it was just normal. You know, every guy did it, you know, those things that, that we say in our addiction. And, um, you know, I had no clue that I had a problem. Well, once I got sober from the drugs and alcohol, that still lingered. And, uh, it was, um, you know, I was doing some not so good things, you know, with, with my wife even sitting there. And, um, you know, that's when we kind of realized, man, I got, I, I have an issue with this. Um, and, um, uh, so these, uh, past two years, uh, I went to like a, a God-based, um, uh, recovery program. Um, it was uh celebrate recovery and, um, problem that I found with that, uh, recovery system, it was that, uh, it didn't, spe- uh, you know, focus specifically on one thing. It was like, you know, we tackle all, all kinds of addictions, uh, with, with these principles. And, you know, I went through that uh, for two years and, um, you know, just wasn't really getting any progress. And, um, uh you know, I felt that it was just mainly because uh, I didn't have anything specific, to what I was going through. Um, and, uh, so from there I joined SAA and, um, you know, been doing that since. So that's where I'm at right now.
1: So tell us, James, tell us what's going on with, in terms of your, your relationship, like how are things with your relationship and how does that intertwine with, um, your progress and motivation and recovery?
2: So, um, you know, I, I had a problem for the longest time. Um, you know, I wouldn't even say like staying motivated. It was just, I wasn't doing my work period. Um, and, and, uh, I I came to realize that like, you know, there was a point in time that, you know, I had to just say, you know, quit the BS and, and, and just get to work. And, um, so that's, that's really what I've been focusing on lately. Um, you know, uh it's, I guess it's, it's hurt me uh, a lot. You know, um, just having to give up a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm a, I'm a musician and I, I was playing with a band. Um, but it was like, you know, I'm trying to live this different life, a different life for God. Um, and, um, that band's not necessarily the best thing for me, you know, um, had some, had some guys in the band that uh, look at porn and things like that. And they were kind of at band practice, just looking on their phone. And uh, I got kids running around and stuff. So I had to kind of cut that off. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I've just, I didn't want to give it up though. Cause I, I felt like uh, I had wasted so many years, uh, with my drug addiction. Um, and I wasn't able to, you know, do the things that I was good at, or, you know, even just be involved with anything. Cause I was so tied to my drug addiction. And so when, when we realized, Hey, this band isn't going to be, you know, so good for us, um, uh, I, I kind of held some resentment at that point. I'm like, man, I'm having to, to give up everything. And, uh, it was the social media, too, because uh, I owned a, a painting business. And uh, so I had to give up my my social media account. So there, at that point, I didn't have any control over my business. And um, we, once that started happening, my business just uh, went downhill. Um, and I know it wasn't my wife's fault, but it was that addict in me that wanted to blame her um, uh, for that and um uh, so i struggled with that for a good amount of time just you know placing the blame on her and i'm pretty sure it made her feel pretty crappy um but you know it's i i just felt at the time that i was losing everything um yeah but now that i'm you know starting to get more into recovery and uh you know things are getting better um It's starting to look like, you know, hey, I'm starting to feel better about recovery is what I'm trying to say Uh, instead of just hanging on to that stuff that doesn't matter. That's not going to, you know, help my family out in any way. um, I'm I'm ceasing to hold on to those things uh, more and more each day.
0: James, could I just clarify with you uh, just to make sure I understand and our listeners understand, too, that part of. Part of what you're saying, if I'm reading between the lines a little bit, is, is that the boundaries that you're setting up to work your recovery, to try to overcome, I'm guessing, the pornography use, um, have led you to resent your wife because the boundaries that you're setting up have caused some pain in your life, some loss and some grief over things that are important to you. Is is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. that's Okay, were those are those uh were those boundaries that I uh, are, are those boundaries that your wife set up for you or are those things that when you look at your own recovery you say those are kind of necessary things for me to do right now?
2: Well, so it it started out that my wife set those boundaries for me. Um, oh, okay. okay. But uh, you know, as I've been going through this and and doing the work, I'm starting to get it finally, finally uh why those things aren't uh so good for my recovery. And, um, you know, it's starting to get easier. Um, I'm still not perfect, you know, so, um, I, I get angry, you know, just sometimes cause I, I just feel like, you know, I'm, I'm a kid, I'm being told I can't do something, <laughs> sure. you know, it's a lot different when I'm making the decision for myself. Um, but that's where I struggle.
1: Yeah. It's interesting as you're talking, James, what you just said, um, when, when you, you you were talking about the band and you were talking about just kind of some of the things you had to do in life. And it was like, yeah, I have to do these things, but it didn't sound like your heart was in it. Like you really wanted to. And, um, the, the it, it sounds like you're the child and she's the mom. And that obviously doesn't lend to a
0: very happy relationship. Right. Um, and it, so, it makes sense why there's no motivation in recovery if that's the way it's being viewed too. Yeah.
1: Where you're being forced into this is it, you're it's gonna be hard. Now, I really appreciate what you're saying of like, no, I can now see why these things are good. Um, that that's that's good, James, but um you don't have to do any of these things. You you have the choice. Do, do you see that? She can't make you do anything. Do you understand that? Yeah. And her, her kind of outlining your recovery framework, um, it does two things. One, it'll lead to resentment from you toward her. It'll also lead to her not being able to trust you. Do, do you understand that?
2: Yeah.
1: What le- What will lead to her being able to trust you?
2: Well, she just she she really wants to see and this is kind of where we clashed uh, for the longest time is that she wanted to see that I was doing it on my own and I also wanted to be able to say hey that was my idea or you know I decided to do this um but it was it was like she would beat me to the punch you know she would say it first and then it was it turned into oh I'm doing this because <laughs> she told me to <laughs> You know, and um, man, I was I was just being such a child about it. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, well, since you said it, you know, it's going to take take me that much longer, you know, until until it's my idea, you -hmm. know. Um, But that's how I acted. And, um, you know, I'm I'm getting past that. But like I said, I'm not perfect, you know, and uh, I still struggle uh, with that. Um, But it's like you know she always beats me to the punch
1: <laughs> um do you feel like i'm just going to kind of just go right to the the heart of this a little bit but do, do you feel like she um defines you as a man
2: um i do at times um you know cuz even even with my drug addiction um it, it it literally took uh some extremes to get me sober um down to uh you know when I was using and running and gunning i uh I would still um you know I had a theft problem, but just to try to feed uh my addiction, and she sent me to prison <laughs> um you know um she called the cops on you, yes yeah, she did um. And I I went to jail for uh, about nine months. Um, But now that I'm looking back, I'm like, you know, yeah, that sucked. It happened. But um, I'm so grateful that uh, I am not that person anymore because of this situation. Right. You know, there has been some good out of it.
0: Um, James, do you still resent her for sending you to prison?
2: I don't know. Not anymore. uh, I I did for a while um just because it was so hard to find a job and you know that's why I had to start my company cuz nobody would would hire me but uh you know god brought me through all of that and and had my back the whole time so I didn't really struggle that much um you know but um now looking back on it that probably was the best thing that could have happened for me um you know cuz I'd still be in the same spot that i was at uh, you know that i was so james what is the what is the
1: drugs or the sex um what is it what does it provide for you what does it do for you like why why are you why are you falling into addiction
2: um i think it it has to do with the lack of uh connection with my parents growing up um my Mom and dad were an alcoholic. Um and uh we used to have a nice house and uh my dad just drank it all the all away the and um he, he died at a young age due to alcoholism. And mm. um I was I've been on my own since I was fourteen years old. Oh wow. Wow. And um, you know, I I don't know, it's it's just been a struggle. I've I've often felt that I'm just not worth it. You know, I wasn't worth keeping when I was a child. And, um, you know, every relationship I've ever been in, I've been cheated on. Um, And I just, you know, low self-esteem played a big part in my drug addiction.
1: What did this, what did the sex addiction or what did the drugs provide for you as a result of the the pain and the abandonment and the trauma that you've been through?
2: I mean, it it really just, it made me feel like, Hey, you know, I don't have to, to worry about anybody staying with me. I don't have to please anybody, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, the porn stuff is unbiased. Uh, they, you know, I don't I don't have to show, show off and try to get approval. Uh, I mm-hmm. am accepted, you know. Yeah.
1: You're kind of hearing, Tyler, I don't know if you're hearing this, but I'm hearing two sides of the pendulum. On one hand, um, I really need to please my wife and make sure that I do what she says and make sure that she loves me. And on the other hand, I found drugs or I found porn or whatever, where I can just numb out in a non-vulnerable way and not have to please anybody. Um, right. So you you can hear
0: both of those things that release like, Oh, I, that, and then what he said, like, I'm, I'm not worth it. Like, you know, that man, James, I, I just got to pause for a second and just tell you, man, my heart is so full of love towards you right now, man. I, I mean we're just getting tiny little snapshots of your story and your life and it's a gift that you're giving us right now. And I just wanted to tell you that just person to person that that I feel a ton of love for you and I, I'm amazed at the work and the resilience that you've shown to this point in your life.
1: New um, text Pastor Matt.
0: There's a uh, there's something else going on here in my mind, and this probably tie into where Brandon's going with you too for a second is James, it makes sense if you have problems with feelings of abandonment and trying to cope with life and trying to figure out how to not be too vulnerable but also not get rejected, and then you start working this recovery process and hearing your story with your parents, I'm hearing grief. I'm hearing a ton of loss in your life. You've experienced a ton of loss where you're like the more you try to get healthy in some sense, the more you lose. Um, You're like, okay, I've got these habits now. So there's parts of James's heart that are wrapped up in the sacrifices you've been being asked to make and that you're choosing to make. You're giving up a social circle with your band. You're giving up something that you have passion for in your music with the band that you've spent a lot of time becoming really good with your music. You know, you're giving up, you gave up actual financial dollars for your business because the habit loop you had for social media was going to destroy you. And so there's legitimate losses and those losses strike right at the heart of who you are as a man and part of your identity too. And so it makes sense that you feel like you get the wind knocked out of you or you you feel like you lost motivation because... I want you to go pursue your music. I want you to go build the best business possible. And and you, as a man, need to go do those things. But the habit loop has made those things harder to do until you change your habits. And so I hear a ton of loss and grief.
2: Yeah. And the thing about it was, was you know, and why it was so um hurtful to me to have to give that up was. You know, four years ago I was homeless, smoking crack behind a store. I hadn't had a a bath in, you know, a month. You know, it was it was that bad. And um here I am. I I have a five star business on the Better Business Bureau. We are, you know, we haven't had a bad review. We're, you know, just running and gunning and then I have to give up that portion of what I've built um, and leave it in somebody else's hands. It just didn't feel good uh, to me.
0: It takes, it takes a man like there's a, there's a, there's a quote that hangs on my wall in my home office that says a man without decision of character can never be said to belong to himself. He belongs to whatever will make captive of him. And I'm hearing this in you, James, that you're wrestling with so much of the loss you've been asked to give up or that you're choosing to give up for the sake of your overall health. And unless you continually bring yourself back around to being the man with the decision of character, because it's what you need right now for the best life you can live, if it ever becomes about your wife or about something else or whatever else, then you're you can't belong to yourself. You can't own your own recovery. You can't You can't live from that place of integrity that you're working so hard to build that life into. And um, it takes a lot of work because when we lose stuff, we naturally look for places to blame for the loss. And the truth is, is that you don't have to lose all of it. You just have to adjust some of your habits. You got to keep your heart. You got to change the habits, you know? Brandon, I cut you off a little earlier. I don't know. Oh, no, you're, no, you're going. fine.
1: No, I, I just think there's a big missing piece to this puzzle that that we're not addressing. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, I mean, James, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Um,
2: so my. My biggest problem I think, um, in all of this is yes, I was doing it for my wife, but I I also place blame on myself for for not doing it for myself. I I, I just I have a hard time seeing the good in me, um, and that it it couldn't possibly, you know, be my, my idea. Um, you know, I'm only doing this for my, uh, you know, for my wife and what she says she knows better. Um, and, uh, I, sh- I struggle with that, that grace for myself. And, um, The,
1: you're, you're, you're getting there, James, the, I, when I do intakes, I ask this question to people, um, what, you know, what is recovery?
2: um so to me recovery is is it's making a decision to to better your life um and it's really no matter what you got to do um to take away the demons uh that you've been you facing and battling um and uh just a whole lifestyle change is, is what you
1: if you change your lifestyle, if you take away those demons, what are you going to find? What are you recovering?
2: Um that's a hard question.
1: <laughs> There's something lost here. Yeah. Um, and you you brought up your childhood, and we could dig deeper into that. But as a young child, you lost something, and the something needs to be recovered. And Um, as an adult, here we are fast forward. And in your present day life, you're trying to figure out how to be a good man. You're trying to run your business, be in a marriage. Like You're trying to figure out how to be a good man. Um, You're kind of spinning your wheels. You're finding some resentment. Um, There's definitely some codependency going on with your wife um, and some unhealthy attachment stuff going on. Um, Those things are a consequence. They're a symptom of this losing something when you were young. Um, And there is something to actually recover that you might not even know. It might've been taken from you at such a young age that you've been living this way without it for so long that you don't even know that it's there. And, and, and to understand the work it's going to take to actually get it, um, sobriety and having a business and having healthy habits, like Tyler's talking about, all those things are really, really good. They help you down that road. Um, but the end goal—I I, I shouldn't say the end goal—but it's important that you actually discover discover this thing I'm talking about. Tyler, can you help him out?
0: I, well, I, I actually think that all of the output comes that you just said. They instead of being the instead of being the evidence that that you're good enough, they they become the reinforcements of the true beliefs that need to be established from the inside out. So I now run a business that is five stars on the Better Better Bureau business, and I live with integrity. I live with honesty. I live with all of these things. I now actually figured out a way to still pursue my music and and feed that part of myself. Not because that's going to validate me as a person, but because I'm doing the work from the inside out to know that that's who I am. Like the inside out kind of work instead of the outside in kind of work. I don't know if that's where you're going or not. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Not I, mean, I mean, the outside
1: in is, you know, I'm good enough for my wife so she loves me and so she won't abandon me. Um, I'm sober because I need to prove myself to somebody. Um, I, and I could go on and on. I run this business because I want to show somebody that I'm good and I'm awesome versus what Tyler was saying. And I'm reiterating what Tyler's saying is, wow, like I'm finding myself, I'm finding my worth. I'm knowing who I actually am beyond the trauma. Um, I'm, I'm knowing how God views me. I, like, I, I trust myself. I have confidence in who I am. Um, I have strength and healthy masculinity, you know, that's just innate inside of me. And so because I have those things now, the outcomes are, what do you know? I'm honest and boundaried with my wife. I can create deep intimacy with her. Um, I can absolutely establish trust with my customers. Um, And sobriety and my recovery work, that comes automatic for me, within me, um, with my own self determination because that's who I am as a man, and my wife really has not much to do with that. Um, she loves it, but she doesn't have much to do with that because that's who I am. And so, yeah, that's the that's the inside out. And 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 when I talk about what you lost as a child, you you lost that understanding of, of self and who you actually truly are and how loved you, you actually truly are. And, and, and when you understand that James, then everything starts to fall into place and change for you. Does Does that make sense?
2: I, I really, you know, struggle with that. Um, you know, but you're, and that's the motivation part that I speak of is like, i just i don't know who i am who i who i'm trying to be you know up until this point it's just felt like it was what somebody else wanted me to be you know but the uh, you know i do want to be that uh honest uh, trustworthy guy um who can who can be intimate with not only his wife but his whole family you know and uh you know i just don't know how to go about it um So I'm just struggling there. Like I know I know I can do it. You know, um, the uh, I can I can be trusted. I know I can. Uh, my my church gave me a key to the church. <laughs> you know, so I know it's there. Um, but I just have a hard time seeing it in myself.
0: I think that's part of the that's that's part of the long game. I think that's where Brandon's starting to go with you, James. Is You know, I'm I'm picturing as you were talking, as Brandon was talking, you know, the Lion King, that famous line from the Lion King, remember who you are, right? And in in Simba's case, he experiences this massive trauma where he witnesses what he doesn't know is the murder of his father. He thinks he's responsible for the murder of his, for the death of his father. And then he goes and disappears into exile and loses touch with the true identity of who he is. And what Brandon's saying is, is like, you got to remember who you are. The the challenge is, is that in your situation, some of the things where you started to lose touch with your heart, and your true identity might even be so far back that you don't remember where the loss started. Um, and so so you're asking a valid question is okay, what what are the steps then to reclaiming a heart, to reclaiming or building or 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 creating an identity then that's other than the one that I just kind of defaulted into as a result of being raised by, you know, alcoholic parents with a lot of trauma. You know, you know it's interesting, Tyler,
1: this episode hasn't been released, but we just recorded um, kind of the process it takes for a man to reclaim his heart. And there are absolutely, there's absolutely a way, James, for you. Um, and, and, and I'll give you a couple here. I want to read this quote. And this is from John Eldridge. Do you know who John Eldridge is, James? No, I don't. Um, well, that's another thing I'd recommend to start with is to go get the book Wild at Heart. Um, he wrote the book, and it'll help you understand some of these deeper principles of recovery. And Eldridge says, to enter into a journey of initiation with God requires a new set of questions. What are you trying to teach me here? What issues in my heart are you trying to raise through this? What is it you want me to see? What are you asking me to let go of? And so if you, if you look at that, Eldridge talks a lot about initiation with God. In fact, he wrote another book called Fathered by God, uh, where you let go of your kind of you know, fathering that you got from your father that wounded you all over the place. You learn how to tap into that connection with God. And you learn who you actually are in the eyes of God. One thing he talks about is to every day do some form of initiation. And what that means is to just stop doing everything else and find some silence, find some nature and just listen. And how often do we do that? Um, The other things we talk about are to surround yourself with healthy masculinity and men who do know who they are that masculinity bestows masculinity um and so so to be around good men who know who they are will help you realize who you are um right, right? so yes you got to get rid of the 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 compulsive consuming behaviors of sex addiction so the behaviors need to get out of the way that you know get get some sobriety you got sobriety from drugs and alcohol which is amazing amazing um, get some sobriety, but then once that sobriety takes place, don't go to your wife and say, look at me, look, 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 I'm good, right? I'm good, I'm good. You're still in that process of addiction, searching for God, searching for love. Once you get that sobriety, you stop and you say, okay, now's time for me to go a little bit deeper
0: here. Um, Those questions, to- Brandon, that you, that you read, it's time to actually really Wrestle to, to, yeah. with some of those questions.
1: Exactly. And I mean, you're in a men's group, right, James? Yeah. If you're in a good men's group, like that's a huge asset right now for your recovery. Um, Hopefully they make you uncomfortable because you'll, you'll start to get vulnerable with those men and you'll think, uh-oh, like abandonment could happen. Um, You know, I, this, this could get uncomfortable. Stay in there let those men love you do you understand what i'm saying um don't don't shy off in the corner of that group and never speak up show yourself be vulnerable um let those men love you uh, th- through them god can love you so are are you following me yeah um because something within your heart will start to take place, not just within your head, when you show up vulnerable, when you show up open, when you when you let them empathize and love you back, right? Um, and that that's what needs to shift here. Then you're able to let go of a lot of the things with your wife and, and just show up in your strength with her, right? Right.
0: I also think that some of those questions, Brandon, that you shared that John Eldridge asks are going to lead you, James, back into the place of, instead of just seeing the losses that you're giving up of your business and your music and all of that stuff, you start to you start to get creative with, there are parts of me that I still need to nurture that I don't have to give up. I need to keep my creativity. I think God probably designed you. To be musical. He just didn't design you to do it in a way where you look at porn with your boys when you're doing it. Um, you know, like he he designed you to go and find a battle to fight. And if that means building your business, he wants you to do that. He just wants you to do it with habits that are going to push you deeper into the places of you shining the light that he's built you with. And so you'll get creative instead of just seeing the loss itself. It's like, Brandon, do you still have those questions Yeah, up in front Um, of you? Would you read those again one more time?
1: Yeah. What are you trying to teach me here? What issues in my heart are you trying to raise through this? What is it you want me to see? What are you asking me to let go of?
0: Ooh. So you take any of those or all of those... And ask those questions curiously versus being in a spot of like, oh, man, look at everything I've lost. I have to give up. It's like one leads me down a path of like hopelessness, helplessness, despair. The other leads me into a place of like, holy cow, this is really hard. But man, like I'm I'm going to I'm improving in some ways and I'm going to get curious as to how that's going to happen for me. Um, one leads to hope and motivation. The other one leads to despair. And it's just a simple shift in the questions that are being asked instead of why me, what's this doing for me? God's fighting for me. How is God fighting for me here by me having to give up some of my relationships with my band members and my, my, some of my music and some of the ways that I market myself right now. But Tyler, I do, I do want to say this, like,
1: james is your is your wife God? No <laughs> I mean that's a kind of a funny question, huh um but there's gonna be times when God is speaking to you one thing and in your integrity and it contradicts with what she wants you to do and right. i mean what what would you do in that moment? How would you handle that
2: I mean usually um and there have been times where I just feel, you know, real strongly about something, something's tugging at me. And, um, so that, that's just a, a you know, a sit down, have a conversation moment. Because if, uh, you know, when I'm being, uh, tugged at that hard, um, that's, that's not me just, uh, you know, giving in, uh, to what Good. you want.
1: Okay, and, and do the fears of abandonment come up and letting her down and all those things?
2: No, I mean, I know she's not going to leave me unless something drastic happened and I messed okay. up in a way. Um, so um, there are times where I just have to say, look, we don't agree on this. Um, she'll she'll get over it, you know, say like the end of the world.
1: Okay, good. So you're not like... You are able to be honest with her about some hard things, and in those moments, if you're able to to be very honest but also really connect to her and her her fear and how she's feeling, you're showing up in strength and you're actually building trust with her. So if you go Mr. Nice guy and just comply um the, like give up your band social media blah 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 if you just comply with all those things, then your wife is becoming your God. She's telling you what the truth is and what you need to do. If you don't do any of those things because she told you to do them, then your wife is your God because she still has all the power. Um, She's telling you to do things and you're like, screw you. I'm going to do the opposite because you told me, right? Mm -hmm. That's, you're still (laughs) acting like a (laughs) three-year-old. Yeah, you're acting like a three-year-old on either end of that spectrum versus she can tell you those things you can process those things. You can center yourself. You can connect to truth. Show up in strength and in in healthy boundaries with her. And that's that's not only not only will it rebuild trust with her. That's kind of a an awesome side benefit to it. But what it does is it shows where you're at with yourself, with these questions that we went over that we're talking about, like hey, I am okay. I'm connected. I'm grounded. I know myself, right? And that's the goal is to get to that place.
0: James, can I, can I ask you what, what are you thinking and feeling right now after you've had Brandon and I talk at you for the last 20 minutes?
2: <laughs> and it's, uh, it's kind of just a reassurance that, you know, I, I am able to have a voice. Um, you know, um uh, like you put it in into the words of she's not God, you know, and um uh, so sometimes i I treat her that way just to keep the peace, but you know, um I I have to, you know, be a voice for myself, um when it you know, when it's needed. Um just gives me a a little hope and uh um just kind of a better idea of where to go from here and i'm glad
0: you're feeling that way i i have another client his wife jokes with him when he's like kind of gets into his like 3-year-old mode and she says his name we'll change the name to something we'll say john like so john got with john and john decided that this was the best option and <laughs> you know and, and then usually it's a bad option and then we end up doing something stupid and uh and i like where maybe what i'm hearing you say james and what right here brownen's saying is <clears throat> james Got with God, and James and God decided that this was the right course of action. If whether or not the wife, su- your wife, suggested it or not, if she suggested it, great. She's on your team. She saved your life by sending you to prison. <laughs> like you know, she she loves you and she's still with you. Like she's an amazing person, an amazing woman. And I would bet if I asked her, which which by the way, for our listeners. Um, James is the husband of a previous caller just a few episodes ago. Her name was, I think her name was Jennifer, right? And so you guys will be able to listen to both of those episodes together and hear, hear how these things come together. But James took feedback from his recovery group, from his therapist, from his wife, and James got with God. And then James made his own decision. That's, that's the, that's the course of action. Yep. Your James, yeah, I love what Tyler just
1: said. But but it's you know, it's actually establishing that relationship with God and finding truth. James, your wife doesn't want to be God. Right. She doesn't she doesn't want to be worshipped by you in that way. She wants a man who worships God and who knows God and knows who he is and knows his purpose. And so if you're a loving man who can connect to her heart and fight for her heart and step into that relationship with God, that's where your masculinity lies. And it'll be uncomfortable for her at first because she's probably used to you, kind of this, this thing where it's like, okay, I'll comply with you, then I'll resent you. She's kind of used to that, but she probably hates it. She'd rather have to yeah. be honest with her. Do you see what I'm saying? Honest, but yet loving with her at the same time. So
0: I know we're getting close on time, James. I want to just say one more thing that's kind of sitting on my heart, and again, this is my own judgment. You can take it for what it's worth, but I can feel even more than the words you're saying. I can feel through your energy, James, that at least from my perspective you've got a, you've got a very noble soul that has some wounds that just need to be healed. Um, but deep down inside the bones and the structure of the house of who James is are very good. Um, you might've been kicked around by life a little bit. You might have experienced a ton of loss and a lot of grief and a lot of pain and a lot of trauma. And somehow you've managed to keep your goodness. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's on display and I just want to say thank you for displaying it. Thank you.
2: Appreciate that.
0: James, um,
1: go do that deep work. I think you've been given a second lease here with, you know, getting clean, going to prison. Like God is fighting for you for a reason. And there's a little bit more work to do some, some deeper stuff and, you know, if you can get with a therapist who can push you far and do that trauma work and get with a good group and stay open, um, you're going to you're going to find some some recovery that that you probably don't even know really exists. And when you get there, um, it's going to be awesome. And so you're, you're, you're doing good already. You just need to keep going. So I agree. Th- thank you for being on the show.
2: Yeah, thank you guys.
0: Thanks to our listeners for being here with us. You guys make the show possible and callers like James make it awesome. So thanks a lot. We'll see you.